Howdy do, everybody out there in the interwebs, and happy holidays to you as well on another episode of the Lost Hero Games podcast. I am Emmett Watkins Jr., back to talk to you about games real quick, and I'm also joined here by Alan Mio. Hey, y'all. <laughs> hey, y'all. Okay. Uh, and Hunter Davenport. Hi. <laughs> A very low-key introduction. Um <laughs> so yeah, so of course, uh, as you know, on every episode, we're going to start up front with the games that we've been playing. Uh, of course, we'll be talking about news. We got Dream Beta stuff. We got Epic Store stuff. And we got some Super Best Friends stuff. But first, we're going to talk about what we've been playing. Um, so does anybody want to take the floor on this one? Because I got a whole bunch of stuff I played this week. I, um, I, got, I got some things. Okay. I, so I got, uh, I got a little weird with it in the past couple of weeks. <laughs> Okay, please don't tell me you played Leisure Shoot Larry. I don't know why that's the one I thought of, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I play good games. Uh, fucking shots fired. Uh, okay, so Ooh. I played more Smash. I want to talk about that for a little bit. Uh, Hell yeah! I've been picking up. I uh, start. I I I'm halfway through unlocking all the characters. And Jeez, a lot faster than I thought it would be. So that is the opposite take that I've heard on the internet. Yeah, that's because uh, Smash is a terrible game. No, Al, I'm gonna scream and stab you. You're uh, gonna delete our podcast. Hey, you shot, you shot at me. I, I shot, I shot, I shoot back. That's true. I like, I like <laughs> this guns out, Al. This is, this is great. Guns out, uh, Al is my favorite N64 game. <laughs> uh, no, no, that's that's everyone's favorite Chuck E. Cheese game. <laughs> yeah, right oh. next to the honey pot. But yeah, I've been playing Lost Smash. Uh, I've been playing a lot of. Playing on Smash as Ike, who's like my Smash main as it is, and just destroying people online with that. Uh, that game continues to be great. Is Ike's uh, ultimate Smash to tell the opponents to just eat the cake? No, no, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> okay, shout out to What's Love Got to Do with It. Great film. <laughs> uh, do you get an option to have the the person you're facing kick Ike <laughs> on the floor? In the studio. <laughs> uh, also, uh, okay. I've also been playing EDF Five that just dropped. Like, I love. Okay, mm. fun fact about me: I love the Earth Defense Wars games. I play all of them when they come out. I had no clue about this. Yeah, I love these games. Uh, they're just really cheesy junk food. <laughs> like, they're just—they're not perfect games, but they're just so much fun to play. Who hmm. puts those out again? Uh, Sandlot. No, no, I mean, who publishes them? Oh, I don't know, actually. I know, I know Sandlot Games is the one who develops I want to, I think, I want to say Tecmo Koei, or Koei Tecmo. It's one of those companies, I think you're right. It might be Tecmo. I'm off to find this out, but continue. But, like, uh, this one's really cool, because it's, like, they change a lot. And, like, I don't know, I'm not completely in love with all the changes, because, like, the they change the way the spread works and like the 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 shooting just doesn't feel as good. But like, man, this game it is a lot of fun to just boot up a game and just fight the entire sky. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I just really like that. I like that idea. That's a good idea. Yeah, uh, the, fight the sky. That is the whole thesis statement for all of these games. Is you just you just like you're a soldier and you just everything around you is an enemy. 
Um, so two things. Number one, it is three D three is the publisher of most of them. Um, but Sandlot also published uh maybe this latest one. They're one of the publishers for the franchise. So yeah, uh good guess on that. Um number two, I've actually played a few Earth Defense Force games, or maybe not a few, like one or two. Uh, there was one that they released on PS3, and I remember a big thing about that franchise is that they literally like make the frame rate go to zero yep. by putting so many enemies on screen. Yes, they is, do. Is that something that's still happening? I uh, understand that's like a charm thing rather than not, just a bug, but... Not anymore, because like... I haven't noticed it in the previous uh, 4.1 and 5, at least. Or the ones that are on the PS4, at least, the, the frame rate is pretty solid. Uh, hmm. It does dip, because they spawn so many friggin' enemies at once. Yeah, well, makes sense. <laughs> but it it works. Like it's not when it happens, it it is kind of annoying, but like it is just so much like I said, it's so much fun to just like fire in direction and take out so many enemies. <laughs> the last the last EDF game I played was Insect Armageddon on the PC five years oh, ago. Oh man. Goodness. That is For like a half hour. <laughs> How how'd that treat you? I have no recollection of it. <laughs> sounds about right biting commentary <laughs> i mean i will say though i've kind of been appealed there's one edf game on vita that i've kind of been lingering yes. on thinking about buying because the thing that holds me up from it is i'm sure it's gonna just run terribly and be low resolution everything but i like the appeal of it just being mindless junk food that's exactly the type of thing that I like on Vita, something mindless and fun, or like an indie two-hour game. Like the way, that's, I, that's the way I've been playing them is I've been throwing on audiobooks and just going in deep. Ah, okay, it, it's the best way to play them. Uh, and for my third thing is it's gonna get a little, a little, a little weird. Uh, I've been playing <laughs> Kingdom Hearts one. Like, really? Right? Yeah. Are you a Kingdom Hearts guy? Uh, kind of. I'm not. Hmm. 100% into the series. Like, I don't play every one. I usually just play the console ones because I cannot be bothered to pick up like 30 3DS games and play a PSP <laughs> game. I feel but, you on that. But, like, I've, I have the collection that has like most of them on it. And I don't know. That, that, I, I kind of like Kingdom Hearts in that it's insane. <laughs> like, that whole series is just nuts. And I kind of appreciate that. Yeah, insanity has its place. I mean, you yeah. you just said you like EDF. Insanity yeah. seems to be a theme. Yeah, I I just like I just needed to like because I know three is coming out soon. And I'm like I I really want to play it. Yeah, and, yeah, we're uh, just over a month away. And I was like, I wonder if I played Kingdom Hearts one now, what I think of it. And so far, I kind of still really like that game. Like, I, I think those games are pretty good. Hmm, awesome. Now, here's a question I have. Now, I, I feel like I know the answer to this question based <laughs> off of gameplay and stuff I've seen. Yeah. But I'm curious because I am not I am not the Japanese anime Final Fantasy, any of those demographics yep. type person. Yes. Every now and then something will grab me, but that's just not the type of thing I care about usually. I'm a big Disney guy. So mm. what's the split there percentage wise? Uh, appeal. They got Johnny Depp. Well, I don't care. I've never been a Pirates super-duper fan, but, you know. Okay. They care about sex. 
Well, I, I still haven't seen that. <laughs> they've talked about that there's not as many Disney worlds in it. Yeah. Which I kind of don't know how true that is because uh, in one and two, though, there are tons of Disney stuff. Like, it's mostly Disney stuff. Okay. Yeah. It's like, they do have, they uh-huh. do have the, 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 the main world you go to that's like the hub is like Hollow Bastion, and that is like the Final Fantasy world. But even there, like Scrooge McDuck and like the the his nephews are there. Ooh, okay. And, like, go to Winnie the Pool World there. Like it's not, it's not completely just Final Fantasy stuff. Wait, they have a Winnie the Pool World? Yeah, he's coming back for three. Yeah, man, he's censored in China. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know why? I'm buying yeah. this game because like, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, what is his name? The the president of China. Gets made fun of all the time because he looks like Winnie the Pooh, and he was just like, "Fuck it." <laughs> if you use the poo, then no can do. Yeah, say no to the poo. Uh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I really like that game. I'm probably not gonna beat one and two before three comes out, but it's just good to be back in those games again. Yeah, good comfort food. It sounds like. Yeah. Okay, I'm interested to. Uh... Final Fantasy, or not Final Fantasy, Jesus Christ. Uh, Kingdom Hearts has always been one of those franchises where I'm like, it looks really cool, but the time investment is intimidating. The and... time investment and the trying to wrap your head around the bullshit that's in it. Yes, that that too. It's like, oh man, that's all intimidating. But hey, I'm I'm a big Disney fan, but I'm even a bigger Pixar fan. And now that they have Pixar in three, I've been tempted many times to go pick up all the Kingdom Hearts games. But, you know, I the more I look at my backlog, the more I taught myself off that cliff. <laughs> yeah, that, that, those are definitely an investment. Yeah, indeed. Um, but hey, sounds good. Uh, were there any other games you had played over the last couple days? Uh, well, past couple days, not really. I mean, th- those are all I've kind of been doing, it's like interchangeably. Okay. Well, Al, I'm gonna move on to you, but I really quick want to mention. <laughs> I totally forgot to say something about this at the start of the episode. We took a holiday break. That's why there was no episode last week. Yeah. yeah. So if you guys weren't tuned in to our uh, social media channels, uh, the Twitter that's linked in every episode, the Facebook that's linked in every episode. Um, yeah, that's where we were. Took a holiday break. Uh, I was up in Florida seeing some graduations for relatives. And so, you know, we we all just decided to give a rest and come back with a new episode. And that's what we're doing here. So should have said that up front, but it's all good. I, I lost my stuff. I lost my collective shit. When you said when you made that Facebook post, oh, how so? No, I just started laughing. Like oh. just oh, when you saw it, was like <laughs> when it was like, "Yep, we ain't doing it right now." Oh boy, but hey, it's all good. That just means we come back with a bigger, better, juicier episode this time. No, no, I'm talking about when you when you were at your cousin's uh, graduation. Oh, oh, you're talking about the chocolate line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably give context to the listeners. We I so my my cousin was graduating from Florida AM University. It is a historically black college. And during one of the speeches, one of the like, I don't know, graduating people were giving, he quoted uh Forrest Gump, which seemed very random at an all-black university. <laughs> he was like, Life is like a box of chocolates. And I turned to my little brother, I'm like, yo, are we the chocolates? <laughs> oh god a lot of people enjoyed that one so i'm glad that one stuck uh (laughs) but it was a it was a fabulous time besides dumb jokes it was a it was a good time catch up with family catch up with the accomplishments of others so 
Hallelujah to that. Um, but yeah, Al, uh, what games were you playing on this weekend? I was playing a bit of. Actually, no, I played three games. Oh. Uh, I I played some out of the park baseball nineteen. Out of the park baseball no, is that yeah. like a that sounds like a PS one game? That's it's like in cereal boxes. Uh, no, it's okay. Uh, there's out of the park baseball is the PC st- stat based uh, baseball game. Hmm. Oh, okay. We're like. And we the show you get to be a super like superficial GM like you don't get to do handle everything. In this, you handle fucking everything. Oh, so it's like total complete management. Yeah, and hmm. I kept I uh, have it on. It, I have a saved game on Origin Access. Oh, oh, it's a it's an EA title. No, it's just one of the m- many games that they have in their program. They have Mr. Shifty. They have. Oh, it's one of the like not indie, but like not big publisher titles. Yeah. OK, that makes sense. OK. Are you like, it sounds like you are enjoying it. It sounds really complicated, but if you're, if you're digging it, man, (laughs) good for you. Yeah, that's actually my, uh, bad purchase of the week because I bought it a week ago for $20 and And... started playing it this week. (laughs) Are you not enjoying it? It sounds like, (laughs) no, uh, as of recording this. It's, or as of recording this, the the Steam winter sale or Christmas holiday sale is going on. Oh, I know where this is going. <laughs> the game is seventy five fucking percent off. <laughs> <laughs> you bought it for twenty bucks. Yes, and it's now available. It's available for five. No, dude, no, not even five. Four ninety nine. <laughs> That one extra cent just throws salt in the wound. Uh, <laughs> dude, you got to take dude, a long time, maybe not a long time ago, but a few years ago, I made the solemn promise to myself or not solemn promise, but I decided I'm not paying full price for a game ever again. And the only exception to that was Red Dead Redemption 2 this year. But like for games like that, like smaller scale stuff, like you can get that cheap easily. I did. I beat Darksiders 3, which I'll talk about later. And I reviewed that for the site, or I'm about to reveal for the site now that I've beaten it. I picked that up for 25 bucks thanks to a Facebook deal. I'm not paying full price for anything, son. I got Black Ops 4 for like 32 bucks. <laughs> because of co- coincidental... Uh, what was it? What was that uh, service that they're now dis- dismantling? Oh, Gamers Club Unlocked? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I definitely use Games Club Unlocked until it's out in September, um, until my subscription runs out. I'm, I'm milking that for all it's worth. Never pay full price for a game. <laughs> Always can help it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Hustle, Remember. loyalty, respect. Remember, no, no purchase. No, that was, that was bad. Ugh. If you're hustling, there's no respect. But what about loyalty, though? That's just a throwaway line. 
<laughs> Damn. Al's Slap shooting. Right Al's got Al's got shoot is shooting tonight. <laughs> Damn. It'd be like that though. Mm-hmm. Um shit. Well, uh, so if that's your real quick, since you brought up your bad purchases, let me tell you the dumb shit that I've done with my life. Actually, <laughs> You know what? In in retrospect, you got a couple more games to talk about, so I'm gonna let you talk about the rest of your games. I'll save it for when I talk about my shit. Uh, I played the Takeover, which is which we'll talk about. Which is gonna be we'll talk. We'll get more into that later when we get into news. Ooh, okay. I played uh, Hades. Yes, that's a good one as well. It's a good one too. Yeah, that Epic Game Store exclusive from Supergiant. It is very difficult. <laughs> well, I, it is a roguelike. I kind of expect that a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, I was I was expecting something along the lines of Bastion meets Dead Cells. Hmm. Is it not quite that? It's harder. Hmm. Oh, so it's harder than what? Both of those games? Yeah. Damn. Okay. I haven't actually played Dead Cells, but Bastion kicked my teeth in quite a bit. So, like, uh, that that sounds rough. Yeah, but the thing is, I kind of want to go. I keep going back for more. Yeah. I, I guess if they, uh, what's the word for it? I guess if the gameplay is satisfying, then hey, it's worth any punishment. Maybe going in. Yeah, for certain, mm-hmm. certain weapons are key against certain enemies. So you start out with a sword. Mm-hmm. The war would, would be it's just a sword. Oh, okay. It's pretty neat. No, no, I'm just I'm making a, a Dark Souls three a Dark Souls reference. Oh, god damn it! I missed that. <laughs> that went over my head. Um, the first what or the second or the first real weapon you unlock is is a is a a, a uh, bow and arrow. Okay, range combat too, and it's. That's supposed to carry you for most of the game, and once you charge it up, you're supposed to time it. Hmm. Oh, so that sounds exactly like Bastion, actually. Yeah, I'm not really good with that. (laughs) So I decided to go back to the sword, Hmm. and that that was a big mistake. Now you need that range combat now? Yeah. Damn, decisions, decisions. So it sounds like, can you only equip one weapon at a time? Yes, unfortunately. Damn. Wasn't the Transistor kind of like that? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, you guys are right. I didn't play Transistor, so that's like a shock to me, because I know su- a, such a great thing about Bastion was the switch up, because you had two weapons on a different face button for each one, so you could just, you know, quick swap to close range combat and far range combat pretty easily, but dang. That sounds rough. And as when we're talking, mm-hmm. when we're talking about 
or when I, when I was talking about Hades and my concern of whether there was going to be controller support. Hmm. Is there? Yes, there is. And Hallelujah. I, yeah. Thank the maker. <laughs> Hell yeah to that. Yeah, I was... I, well, I guess it seems like... I, I was a little bit concerned because when it first got announced during the Game Awards, I was like, is this going to be like a janky... Uh, they said it was early access, so I was like, is this going to be like kind of oh, no. an implementation? It, it, but no, it sounds like it's great. Hmm. Yeah, it's... Uh, unlike Out of the Park Baseball 19, it was a good purchase. Hell yeah. <laughs> that is the OPE. Uh, I will say, though, also shout out to uh, over there at No Clip, Danny O'Dwyer has. He's actually doing a documentary series for yes, this game. I saw, I saw that. Yeah, the first episode went up like either today or yesterday, and I have it in my watch later list. I want to check it out. Um, so, yeah, I'm very interested in this one. Uh, the last game I just remembered, I apparently I've been forgetting the games I've been playing. <laughs> uh, this this one I installed. This one is actually thanks to EA Access Premiere. Oh, okay. Uh, Battlefield Five. Oh, so you have been playing that one? I've been playing bits of it on PC. Okay, you just straight to into the multiplayer? It. No, no, I've been playing uh, single player. I don't. I don't do multiplayer anymore. Oh, okay, that's fair. I had an ex I had an experience with Call of Duty three, not a Call of Duty three, Call of Duty four on PS three during the period where no one had headphones. Oh no! So you just got frustrated to high hell. No, it it got really uh, what's the word? Creepy. Like creepy yeah like it got creepy to play online in call of duty 4 the things people were saying were just oh like okay <laughs> it sounded like two people are we're doing it over we're doing we're having we're doing it over over like two no no two separate players we're, ha Wait. we're trying to, we're doing it with each other like doing, were, like, were they trying to have phone sex through the lobby of Call of Duty Four? Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> Why? Because the internet's <laughs> fucking weird. That the internet is a terrible place, but like, at, there's so if you need so much concentration to do something like that, there are a AC 130s going off in the background. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> No, no, it's fine. <laughs> like, goddamn, there's only supposed to be one explosion in that situation. You're trying to block out 30 <laughs> while trying to make yours. That's crazy, dude. I mm. So that's just ruined you for multiplayer forever. Yeah. Goddamn. That is amazing. <laughs> I've been, I had to go through a whole ordeal with updating my drivers. Oh wait, so this is on PC too, huh? Yeah. Well, it look oh, it look it looks great. Hmm. All right. Well, if if it's a if it's a good one, well, well, have you played like have you played through any of the stories yet, or you just like dabbled into some of them? I did some dabbling in the first one. Okay. Is that the Norwegian lady? Yeah. 
It's okay. one. It's Africa. Hmm. Oh, dope. Okay, I, I'm interested because, like, I really dug Battlefield One for its war stories because I dig that more intimate approach approach to war. Um. So sounds like it's uh from what from what I've heard from other people too. It sounds like that the single player is pretty okay. Yeah, I really like the way it's it starts. Oh, uh, Mark Strong is the narrator, by the way. Oh, Ooh. hell yes. Strong voice indeed. And he's just like you're going through di these different points, like these different uh, these different scenarios uh, mm -hmm. or these different points in the war. Yeah. And his narrative and you're do you're playing in the game and stuff. You're like you're snipe. You're doing snipe sniping. You're doing air combat, like dog fighting, not yeah. not the bad dog fighting, the aerial dog fighting. <laughs> not the Michael Vick, the Amelia Earhart. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think Amelia, did Amelia Earhart. Nah, she she never dog fighted people, but she wasn't playing, so there's the connection. <laughs> you can be the uh, you can be Eddie Rickenbacker. Oh, that's really? Not, he was he was the number one. Damn, that's, that's pretty neat. For a second, I thought you said Oval Redenbacher for a second. I was about to <laughs> shit. Um, no, uh, he was like the the closest the Americans had to like a Red Baron. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Okay. I've heard that name before. Yeah, I heard it during the King, King Kong documentary with that, that cheater, Billy Mitchell. <laughs> that motherfucker. Oh, boy. Well, yeah, that sounds uh, that sounds pretty good. Um, what was it? I had another question. Okay, well, I, I'll tell you what, because I've actually had my eyes on Battlefield Five as well. I will inevitably pick it up because um, it's on sale. It's literally thirty bucks right now, so I'm thinking I want to pick it up. I want to come back with impressions with multiplayer as well, because I like I like the multiplayer in games like those quite a bit. And I just turn off my headset so no one can try to have sex in front of my ears. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, any other games or any other stuff you want to talk about as far as what you've been playing? I'll save the uh, takeover stuff for the for when news. we get to that segment. Yeah, that okay. painful segment. Yeah, we'll we'll rip that bandaid off. But in the meantime, uh, I played a shitload of things. Um, so first off, uh, just talking about stuff I already had because I bought a lot of games over the last couple of days as well. Um, so that's going to inc incorporate into this. But one of the main one of the first things I've been playing over the last couple of days, especially during the break too, um, there's this indie game called Hue, like H U E, like a color. Um, I've been playing that on Vita and I'm nearly finished with it now. I think I'm probably on the last string of levels now. And that game is so endearing. Um, have you guys ever heard of this one? Uh, I don't think I have actually. Okay. Well, basically it's a black and white platformer, but the whole gimmick is that you can control what colors are visible. So your right analog stick. So platforming controls, you know, move with the move with the left stick, jump with X. That's pretty much it. Grab with circle, push some boxes around and stuff. But you have a color wheel, and throughout the game, you unlock new colors until you have a full like eight section color wheel. And the whole gimmick of the game is just you can make things disappear 
by changing the color of the background. So if there's like a, so all the like elements, like the ladder, the ground, all the elements you actually interact with in the level are going to be black. So they can never be blacked out by the color. But let's say there's like a yellow crate on a switch. You need that crate to get off of that switch, but you can't get over there to remove the switch. Just change. So just hit your right stick, change the color wheel and go from a pink background to the yellow background. And now that yellow background has disappeared that box and it's off the switch and you can progress through the level. Um, and it does some really cool things with that gimmick. Um, like I said, by the end of the game, you're playing with all three colors and things get really intense. Things get really creative. And I'm just really digging the puzzle design in that game. Um, and it's not it's not necessarily the type of game that's super. It's not like a super meat boy type platformer where it's about, oh, quick timing, reflexes and all that stuff. It's more of a uh, more of a puzzly type of venture. Um, and I'm really digging it. So I just want to give a quick shout out to that one. Um, I'm, I'm like I said, nearly done with it and I recommend it. So I, it's actually in that holiday sale that's going on on PlayStation Network. It is on sale right now. So pick that one up if you're looking for a nice title on Vita. And it is uh, cross. Yes, yeah, cross by on PS4 as well. So, yeah, try it out if you want. Um and also, so that's what I've been playing a lot. I also picked up one of the first games I picked up in this big spree of doing, making stupid purchases. Um, I picked up Black Ops 4, as I said earlier. And it's fun. Um, I don't have too many detailed things to say um, because I feel like a lot of these Call of Duty games are very similar from title to title. Uh, it's really just, you know, get get your... It's like a dopamine hit that I just need every so often. I get these Call of Duty games every year. Um, I've always done it for the campaign, but for this one, I had to come to terms with the fact that, hey, I really like the multiplayer too. And yeah, the Blackout though. Yeah, I've been, you know, I've only played, I played more, I'll say it like this. I've played more Blackout in the beta than I have in the full game. Huh. That's interesting. <laughs> and, and it's not, and that's not to say anything to the quality of Blackout itself, because it is a great mode. Um, and they've actually done a lot of uh, things in the mode since beta to make it cooler, to make it better. Um, they've actually added, you know, they have, so the whole idea for Blackout, the whole map is just a mishmash and hodgepodge of other older Black Ops maps from Black Ops 1, 2, and 3. Um, they definitely have that here. They actually added another map. Uh, I, there was like this, there was this map from Black Ops 2 that was on a ship, on a, like a cruise ship. That map is in Blackout now. They just added it like randomly in an update. So, <clears throat> so it's really cool to have stuff like that in there. Um, Blackout is one of those modes because it is tuned. Because in Call of Duty, you die fast. And even with Black Ops 4 having, you know, it's 150 health instead of 50 is the baseline. And now there's armor plating you can pick up in blackout as well wait like wolfenstein kind of like wolfenstein how how it works in blackout is you'll pick there's like three levels of armor level one two three um level one will probably protect you from like two more hits um level three will probably protect you from like four more hits and level or level two will protect you for four more hits and level three will probably stop like six hits so it's not like you have a armor bar that's just as big as your health bar it's not like that at all it'll probably just protect you from like two from like a handful more shots because you still it's still call of duty you still go down in like you know four hits from a good range you'll still go down pretty quick a sniper can still one shot you in the head but if you have armor on and they don't take a headshot 
then you have a chance to make that one-shot sniper rifle round a two-shot sniper rifle or something like that. Um, and it also doesn't work if you get hit by a vehicle either. So, <laughs> like, there, there's little quirks like that. But, um, yeah, Blackout, it's, it's, it's fun. Um, I really do like how, you know, it's just like any other battle royale. You don't spawn with your set loadout. You got to find all your guns. They have a really nice interface for managing your inventory. Um where you're putting scopes and stuff on guns and everything. And I really like how they handle that. I like how they handle perks where you pick up a perk, but it's not yours for the whole game. It only lasts about two or three minutes. So you have plenty of time to use it, but it's also not like a permanent win or anything like that. Um, and they've been making some more improvements so that more aggressive players, you know, have a better time. Because if you're an aggressive player, you get shot, you lose your armor. There used to be no way to repair your armor, no way to get more armor. So if you were pushing and being aggressive the whole match by the time it's the final three you have no armor or supplies to use because you've been aggressive all game they've changed that and now there's ways to repair your armor with armor plates and there's ways to pick up armor off of enemies you've killed um so they're doing plenty of stuff with it but yeah blackout is a uh it's, it's a fine mode i really need to play more of it and it's also the type of mode where because you die so fast the the distance of engagements is way farther away um because in call of duty i just get my smg get my assault rifle just keep running until i pass a corner and then just open fire gunfights don't go like that in this game it's very much so like oh i see a guy 40 miles in the distance let me take out my assault rifle with a super long scope on it and like pick at him from far away there's not too many chances to get close enough to a guy to have a short range gunfight with him um so that's the main reason why i'm not digging it too much uh, it, it's just not my taste, um, but it is a good mode. I, I do want to try it out some more, maybe with some friends, because I know friends who have the game. So um, we'll see about that. But uh, multiplayer is really the actual multiplayer. I'm really digging that. Um, zombies actually like quite a bit more. There's a new rush mode that I don't want to talk about too much here. But yeah, multiplayer is where I've been. And it is straight up that that same dopamine hit of just, oh, I leveled up. Oh, I got a new weapon. Oh, I, I got this new reward um that's as strong as ever i i i'm i'm big fan of that um and also they have this thing kind of like um i don't know if any of you have played either fortnite or a lot of these battle royale games all have the same monetary system now but fortnite is the one where it started from where it's like a season of content and there's a separate xp meter or whatever for unlocking you know new skins new uh new sprays they have sprays in call of duty now which is kind of weird um and just all that stuff they have a system for that too and that's a separate xp bar and i've been leveling that one up and it's it's a good it's a good cycle of awards it's it's a little bit better than the the ran than the standard oh i got a new perk now it's like oh i got a new perk oh and i got a new weapon um and then you don't have to worry about these loot boxes like they used in the past game so i'm a big fan of it um so yeah, that's more or less all I got to say on Black Ops, but I bought a stupid, stupid thing. So for y'all who don't know, my birthday was... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I know what's going. Oh yeah, you know. For y'all who don't know, my birthday was this past, uh, this past week, uh, December the 11th, so... But I was uh, I, I was kind of low-key about it because my sister was graduating from college, and I don't want to be like, 
hey, I know you're my little sister and you graduated from college in three years before your older brother and you're off to go do some stuff at Disney now. And I'm really proud of you and stuff. But celebrate me because I managed not to die in a year. I didn't want to <laughs> do that. So, so I was like being really low key about it. But I did go ahead and treat myself to a gift. Um, something I've had my eyes on for a long time. PlayStation VR. Oh, uh, wait, wait, wait. I have just have a quick question about Call of Duty 4. Oh, please go ahead. Or Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Mm-hmm. When, when you hit play, did it say, Welcome to the party? <laughs> no. I'm I was so sick of those ads. Those ads are really annoying. Even as a Black Ops fan, I'm like, ah, please just stop. <laughs> Luckily, it hasn't shown another one to me since I bought the game, but I don't, I think that's a coincidence more than anything else. Um, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, it doesn't do that. PlayStation VR, I have one. Um, it is a fucking wild ride. Now, I'm not going to talk about this one. I also did buy Assassin's Creed Odyssey because it was on, it was deal of the day at Best Buy. Um, and I got the gold edition. So now I'll get Assassin's Creed 3 remastered and Assassin's Creed Liberation, the Vita game remastered when that comes out. But I haven't played any of that because that's going to kill my time. PSVR, this thing is really neat <laughs> that's the main thing it's really neat but it's like the the whole the whole the, probably the biggest question people have about psvr and it's been out for two years or so so i'm sure if you were dying for an opinion on psvr you probably have one but my take on it as far as the gimmick factor it's less it's because the wii was like very much so a gimmick but it was cool though. It was cool for like that first week or maybe that first month. And then no one ever wanted to play it again. This VR thing seems a lot more practical than that. I'm having that initial, holy shit, this is really cool. Like I did with the Wii, like people did with the Kinect, like I did with the Move more personally because I bought Move controllers way back when. But yeah, I, uh, I'm having that feeling with it right now because it is the honeymoon phase. I just got it. But like, I'm so impressed with the applications of this thing. Like, I was watching. Um, there are actually there's a separate YouTube app on PS4 for VR. Wait, what? <laughs> well, it's literally it's the same exact YouTube app, but when you open it up with the PSVR connected, it's like, hey, we noticed there's a VR connected. Do you want to open the VR version of this that, app? That is insane to me, dude. There's literally there's thousands of videos on YouTube that are shot in VR. So and like I was watching this little short film where, you know, it's it's if you've ever used a PS4 app, you know, it has that little menu or whatever. The menu is just like one box and then the video expands around the box. And then like I'm looking at different characters and different sides of the not screen. It was really it was it was a trip. I, I, I don't know how to explain it with audio, but it is a trip using this thing. Um, games I've tried out on it. Um, God damn it. I had a list because i talked about this on twitter um earlier because i was just so ready to talk about this thing um i played a couple games now the big one that i've yet to play i've owned resident evil 7 for a long time i've yet to have a chance to play it in vr um someone's dying in the other room um uh, <laughs> but yeah i've yet to have a t- i've yet to have time to play resident evil 7 in vr um but other than that, I've played. So the bundle that I got was I already had move controllers, like I said. So I picked up the uh, the Astrobot uh, rescue mission bundle, and it also comes with Moss. 
But other than that, I also already had a buttload of games for it. Um, I already had, what is it? Uh, Star. God, what is that shooter from Sony Santa Monica or something? Um, oh, Waypoint. Not Waypoint. Um, oh, uh, you mean Farpoint. Farpoint. I, I do not. I, I haven't played Farpoint, but I have that. That's literally my cart on PlayStation Network. They're having that holiday sale. There's over 1,200 games on sale. I have a full cart of 10 games. And it's like 62 bucks worth of games, but a lot of I'm... Dude, it's a lot of games, but like it's all worth it. More than half of them are VR games. Some of them are like, oh man, I've been in the mood to play Alice Madness Returns for a while, so I'm gonna buy that since it's four since it's four dollars. And um, I got other stuff in there too, but I got like a bunch of VR games in there. I'm gonna try out. Um, I got I got stuff ready. Um, where the heck is this diggity damn? Okay, here we go. I found that list. Okay, Starblood Arena is the game I was thinking of. It's a uh, multiplayer shooter, all in VR. It's like you're driving around ships and stuff, a ship combat game. But dude, it's like cartoony and w- way more arcadey than, you know, an Eve Valkyrie or something like that. That game, it is, it's so like you're going upside down and turning around, doing all these flips and stuff in the, in the ship. I thought it was going to puke. I didn't feel anything. <laughs> From a from like a physical standpoint, I was very surprised that this game was not making me sick. Now I think that might have something to do with the reticle. You don't control the reticle using like your own uh, using the controller or anything. You control the reticle literally by where you're looking at. So your center your center point is always locked down because of that reticle, and it's really intuitive to play. Um, the thing is, I don't think anyone's playing it because the servers took a long time to find a game. So I just played a bot match. So Maybe more people will get on that. I'm doubting it, but it's it's a cool game. It's definitely worth it. It was free on PlayStation Plus a while back, so I imagine people would have been on it. But huh, can't can't uh, pray for everything. Um, Playroom VR, that's like the demo disc of games it comes with. Um, that is, there's some really cool mini games on there. Um, my favorite mini game on there. There's this one where it's like Godzilla Simulator, kind of. Yeah, the, um, the Shin Godzilla thing they released, right? Yes. Or I don't know if it's that this it's not like a branded Godzilla thing. It's more of just a uh, you're in you, the person with the VR helmet is like this giant monster that's attacking the town oh, and all the little robots. That's way different than what I'm thinking of. Okay. Oh yeah, this is completely different. Uh, cool. Yeah, okay. yeah. Playroom VR has like five or so different little mini games with the VR you can play. Did you, did uh-huh. you play the one the the heist one? Ooh, London heist. Yeah. Um, that one is part of PlayStation VR Worlds, and oh. that, that's one of the games that I have in my uh, cart to buy. I'm saving it all for Christmas Day. All I've seen from that is pretty cool. Yeah, it looks really neat, and they're supposed to be making a full-scale follow-up to that demo. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah, Blood and Truth. Like, I saw <laughs> there's, like, a, a not-gameplay gameplay demo of that, and it looks really cool. If they're able to get close to that, it's going to be a really cool game. Um, but yeah, I, I want to try out London Heist. That's going to be one I try out Christmas Day. Um, but yeah, this one in Playroom, this game, um, I forget the name of the mini game exactly, but basically you play this with a person who's not having the VR headset on. So I, my little brother was down here playing with me. And basically, if you have the VR headset on, your job is to like 
walk down the street and hit all the buildings as you're running through. So you're just like headbutting things and you know dodging these military planes that they're trying to send at you. And then if you have the controller, like my little brother did, he's on that same street running away from me. And as I'm knocking down buildings, he has to dodge the debris, kind of like Temple Run style, you know. <laughs> And it was it was pretty engaging. And then once you get to the end of the street, it's like a big boss battle where my little brother, he's on the platform. They're throwing a whole bunch of random items on the platform. He has to pick up items and throw them at me. And if he gets enough hits, I'm knocked out. But I have to just use my head and just like juke all of these like pianos and toxic barrels he's trying to throw at me. Um, it's really fun. And then the really the nice touch that they do, there's there's mics inside of the VR headset. So whenever you talk, it spits out your voice in like a super high pitched tone because you're a monster. <laughs> it's it's like really cute and really cheesy, but it's like it's really endearing. And in a party setting, things like that is what like make it fun, you know. So yeah, Playroom VR, really good. Yeah, you guys um, just disappeared when you were doing like, that. Uh, what happened? Do you think? <laughs> yeah, that I don't know what just Bro, went on. Um, I. I literally don't. I didn't hit a button or anything. Like everything was plugged in, huh? I uh, I, I yeah, don't know I, how to explain I, that. I kind of felt a little uh, disrespected about <laughs> that. That yeah. my uh... yeah, that my parappa joke that didn't get well. The... <laughs> it didn't get its proper due. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, it, I think it did because it was so good that it crashed on its computer. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's yes. a keyword. <laughs> that's what I. That's probably what I did. I was like, "Oh shit, that was so great. Let me destroy my laptop." That was such uh, a great <laughs> reference. I'm just out. Just against yeah. the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never top this. Burn my life. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, as I was saying, um, that that is definitely a good reference. Um, on with the VR games I've played. Um, so Thumper. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard of Thumper. Um, it was Thumper's big. Great. It, you, you dig Thumper? I've played a little bit of Thumper. I, I, from what I played, it's really good. Man. Okay. I did not play it in VR, though. So you're, you are... Well, that makes to... one of us that like it. Um, oh, you didn't like it? Well, here's the thing for me, man. I don't exactly know what thumper is trying to be because it has that look to it it when you see it when you see gameplay of it you think okay it's like amplitude but there's not really a beat to it so there's not like a consistent song going throughout and yes there's like there's a rhythm you have to follow but the rhythm feels less like you have to like feel the beat and then you'll match up everything it feels less like that and feels more like a it feels like bop it like a, yeah. like or like simon even where you're just repeating what is done it i feel like in terms of like vr rhythm games it's kind of like it's i don't know if you played beat, beat saber yet oh no i haven't played beat saber yet that's one uh, of the ones i'll buy when it's on sale i think i really like like i'm a i'm kind of a lapsed rhythm game fan like i think there's some good ones out there but i feel like after a while they all just kind of became the same thing uh yeah. Thumper, for me at least, it would for what I played seemed fine. Um, okay. but and I don't. I when I was playing it, I will say I did not see myself playing it in VR at all. Like, it's it, it's very intense, but it's also like gorgeous. 
Yeah, it, it it's definitely a looker. I, there there's definitely like if you get a chance to play Beat Saber, definitely do it though. Um, I will. I intend to if I get like a bunch of money for Christmas for some reason. On top of all the games I'm buying already for VR, I will also pick up. You rob a bank or something, yeah. Yeah, if I rob a bank on Christmas Day, then yeah, I'll buy BC. (laughs) (laughs) If I pull a Batman Arkham, whatever that game was, that was all on Christmas night. Um, But yeah, um, Thumper. The best Batman, Batman Arkham Origins. Thank you, Batman Origins. That's it, Arkham Origins. Yeah, Uh, shout out to that game, man. I wish they remastered that on PS4. Um, No, oh, uh, yeah. This isn't a bad purchase. This is just a bad something I just wish didn't exist. Okay. Damn. Okay. Uh, Batman Arkham. Uh, the Blackgate one. Yes. God, I, those games are so. Uh... Why are you shitting on the Vita title? You know what? I'm not even gonna pull you that know, card right now because I fucking <laughs> played the Vita title. It's not very good. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it! I wish it was. You know, Vita is the best way to play Persona 4, and I will forever love Vita for that. So, Okay, what's the deal with Persona? What do you mean, what's the deal with Persona? I've never played Persona. You've never played? Oh, okay. No, I've wait. never... Okay, I own Persona 4. I played 10 minutes of it, and I've yet to go back. I love Persona. I mean, I see everyone just going all, like, oh my god, oh my god, Persona 5 is the greatest thing, and I'm like, what's the big deal? It's good. It's a good-ass That movie. doesn't answer it. Okay. Wait, what is what exactly are you asking? Why people are in such a fervor about it? It's what's, yeah, like what's the big deal? It's just a really good RPG series. Like it's a okay. It, but it, wasn't there one that was called Persona 4 Arena? Yeah, it's a that's fighting a fighting game. game. It's a fighting game, dude. That's like if you that's like and wasn't there a dancing one? Yeah, yeah there's but these are all side. Okay, pause. I, I here's the thing that I feel like you might be mixing up. So the main games are just the regular Persona yeah. games. So Persona 5, Persona 4, they're all very similar. They're JRPGs, turn-based I mean, combat. I know yeah. it's based off SMT. Yes. It's an SMT spinoff that's really, like... That okay. sort of, like, outgrew SMT itself? Yeah. it's uh, Here's how, how the best way to describe, describe it. It's SMT, but more, like, cinematic. Like, hmm. it's not... It, 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 they're all like they're simulators between the games, like they're all take place in like schools and like you play as teenagers usually, but like they're they, they kind of like take they're kind of about real world issues, like real life teen shit, yeah, kind of like hmm. especially five, especially is like that. Um, in one of the games, you fight Hitler, that game that, that one's pretty great. Well. I mean, I'm a big Wolfenstein fan, so I yeah, fuck with it. Yeah, he's got, like, I forget the exact, like, context of fighting Hitler, but I do remember him being on a stage, like a stand-up comic, and it's the best. <laughs> I, ooh, I had a bad, I was about to do one of those, like, yeah, so well, what about airline yeah. food, but, like, what Hitler would say, and I don't like what came into my mind. No. I don't like it at all. <laughs> and oh, God. those 42 listeners are gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but yeah, that I, one of these days I'm gonna get into at least try out Persona 4 that I picked up on Vita. Yeah, definitely play Persona 4 on Vita. It's the best way to play it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm long overdue for it, but you know, it is going to take a while. (laughs) It's it's a good one. Um, but yeah, Persona's great, Al. That's all you need. That's the reason. Yeah. That's all you need. It's a great, great series. 
definitely. So uh, speaking of other great series, well, I don't know how much of a series this is yet, but Until Dawn, Rush of Blood, um, another v- another VR title oh, I tried. Boy. Um, I, that one looks real rough. I, I'll be honest with you. It's it's uh it's fine. It's not bad. It's not um, really. It's like totally like you pick up. It's it's a lot like this. You when people picked up a Wii, they were like, "All right, I got this motion controller. I want to shoot shit." So they bought the most the easiest, least bad game in which they could shoot shit with a motion controller. Until Dawn Rush of Blood fills that very well. Um, it, it is definitely a good first. Hey, I'm in a VR. What's some cool stuff I can do and see in VR? And it, it it has some good it has some good jump scares because they come from your peripheral vision. Um, you can't do that on a screen. You have to kind of telegraph that more. So it has some cool stuff there. And then it's tracking with the guns is pretty well. Um, gunplay is pretty satisfying. They're like you know it's violent, so you know limbs and stuff are flying off, and the it's just really good tracking. You can you can nail shots pretty far away once you get the hang of it. Um, it's it's pretty fun, but I, I'm gonna be honest, it's I don't know what the hell's going on in the story. Um, so I don't care about the story and the graphically. Well, all the PlayStation VR games are kind of a downgrade graphically. So, like every PSVR game kind of looks like a PS3 game. Like oh, that's, man, just, that's that's kind of disappointing. Well, that's just that's how VR has to work. I mean, you everything has to run at ninety frames a second, or else you will vomit. So that's the reason for it. And then on top of that, you have to, you know, make two screens or yeah, it, it's running on two screens, the headset and the TV. So there's a lot of concessions you got to make. But the game isn't like hideous or anything. It's just clearly not an Uncharted, not Horizon type level graphically. And none of the games on VR are. But, you know, I'm I'm totally fine with that. Um, but yeah, Until Dawn, Rush of Blood is fine. I'm stuck on the third boss. There's a the third level has a boss at the end and it literally insta kills you. Like it's unavoidable, and it's literally you just have to do enough damage to him before he unleashes his killer move. And I have yet to figure out how to do that, so that's kind of bullshit. But I'm gonna be, I'm gonna play it later. I'm gonna beat it at some point. I'm not too worried about it. Um, Bound is an indie title. Um, I don't know if you guys remember Bound. It's that ballet game with all the abstract art in the background. Um, it's really obscure. Yeah, I've, I remember Bound. Um, is that the, the ballerina game or no? It is the ballerina game. Okay. Yes. Like, they, that's, the, that's the one thing I remember from that game was like the, the teasers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they mo-capped actual ballerinas for this game. And it is, it's, it's like a fever dream kind of to play. But um, it is, this fucking game is so beautiful. It doesn't make sense how beautiful it is. In fact, it's so beautiful I feel it's a disservice to play it in VR <laughs> because like I said, with the graphical stuff, just, just a second ago, the it's clearly dropped down in graphics a little bit, but also there are some cool perspective things. Like you can bring her right up to your face because the PlayStation VR just serves as a camera perspective. So you can bring her right up to the face and like, look at her with your head tracking. Um, I guess that's pretty cool, but like it, there's a photo mode in the game I want to play with the photo mode. And every time you try to play with photo mode, it's like, we have to switch to 2D for you to use photo mode. And so it just completely brings you out of that 360 view. And then you take your photo and then you zoom back out to VR to play again. And it takes multiple seconds to transfer from mode to mode. 
So Bound, I'm going to come back to. It's re It really appeals to me. I love that art style. It is so gorgeous. And uh, it's like a platformer, but she, the person just moves like a ballerina the whole time. So I think I dig that type of movement. So I'm going to go back to Bound, but that's going to be one I'm probably not going to play in VR. Uh, that's just going to appeal to me more as a regular game. Uh, Static is another one. Um, it's just a puzzle game. Uh, your hand is like the character that you're playing as on screen. His hand is like stuck in a box and you have to press all the different buttons on the controller to figure out what this box does and how to solve the puzzles. And you start with no information. And then after effing with things for 15 to 20 minutes, you start realizing, oh, this button controls this knob and then this does that, this does that. Oh, and so I can turn these circle lights using this button and I have to flip the disc. And then after a while, Everything just all makes sense, and you got to think outside of the box. It's uh, I didn't expect to like it because it's just it's literally just like it's like solving a Rubik's cube but different. <laughs> it's uh, it's a very unique feeling. But by the end of I played a demo for it. By the end of the demo, I was like, this is really dope, and it's in my cart now. It's one of the games I'm gonna buy on Christmas Day in the sale. So yeah, that one's dope. Um, let's get through the last of these. Um, Spider-Man: Homecoming has like a VR demo. It's trash. Don't play it. <laughs> it. It's literally, it's literally 15 minutes of you on top of a skyscraper shooting balloons with your web. That and you, sounds like the worst. It's the worst. And then you're like, oh, am I gonna web swing in VR? And then it's like, hey, web swing up to that uh that crane right above you. And I'm like, oh shit. And then you hit it, and it just teleports you out there. Wow. It's the most disappointing thing in the world. It's literally just promotion for the DVD. So don't play it. Um, that is awful. There's no reason to waste 20 minutes of your life like I did. Um, so that one's good. Moss is one of the games that came with the, the VR unit. That game is, that's one of the prettiest games on VR I have seen. Um, not just from the artistic design. It's like you're looking down. Have you guys ever seen Indian in a Cupboard? Uh, yes. Okay. It's kind of like that. Like you're looking down into like a, a forest diorama with this mouse character walking around and you, the, all the animations are just really, really expressive. So, um, you know, she's bouncing around and stuff and, hmm. And they're just, you know, it's just very, it's very lighthearted. Um, it's a platformer. Um, so it's, it's kind of simple gameplay wise, but the unique perspective every now and then you'll get the reach in with your controller like move a platform for the mouse character and do stuff like that but um it's it's a really pretty game and i'm digging its aesthetic and i want to get to the end of it um so yeah that's going to be a cool one um speaking of games that were bundled in i also played uh astrobot rescue mission a little bit that one's really fucking cool Man, holy shit that game everything like, i've heard about that game is like Comparing it to like Super Mario 64, like the first time you ever played Super Mario 64. It is like that, dude. Damn. Like, I'm just like, video games are so fucking cool. <laughs> like, because I think here, here, let me uh, spell out that parallel a little bit more. People think Mario 64, they're like, oh man, I've never thought about games in the, in the sense of a 3D space like this. Like yeah. it is, it uses 3D space in a way that no other game had before it's it something you you've seen before and like like kind of flipping on its head exactly yeah that is that is what they're doing in that game um i've literally only played like two or three levels of this one it is doing the same thing with the perspective of vr 
So literally, like for all intents and purposes, it's a fairly basic, you know, just 3D platformer. Um, you just go forward, collect your gems and uh, beat up some enemies when they come close and do all that. The thing that makes it insane, though, is that you're going straight on a platform and then your, your character automatically moves behind the or you with the VR helmet, you automatically move behind the player character, Astrobot. Um, so, you know, you're not too far away from the action. But if you look around, there's like, like you'll look down and there'll be a platform super way far down beneath where you are. And you wouldn't have never seen that if you didn't just look down. And then you can go down there, pick up all the, it doesn't like zoom you down. You're just like looking at it from up top. So it's like, it just looks like And then like you someone... punch him so hard he becomes a Jew. <laughs> Wow! What? Holy shit! Is that that, the, that was on the that was a reference from an episode of On the Spot? Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, is this is this Hitler stand up? Um, I don't know <laughs> what that was. <laughs> anyway, uh, there's an episode of On the Spot Hitler, where Joel kept uh, Hitler stand up is not the title of this episode. <laughs> I was about to say, if this was Giant Bomb, the title of this episode would be Hitler stand up. Hitler stand up. <laughs> Good God. Um. But yeah, it does a lot of crazy things with perspective that way. Like there are multiple times where like there's this one level where it's like in the raptors of like a in progress building and you have to you have to like look up to keep track of your to keep track of Astrobot and he's like balancing on a beam directly above your head and it's like it feels like he's there. <laughs> it's like it, it's really a trip. And then he the whole point is him collecting all of his other little robots from his little uh ship. There's like a hundred or so of them, and they've all been thrown about the galaxy. Every time you collect one, he kicks them towards you, and he like gets zipped in your controller, and then it collects all of the robots in a level as you play. So by the end of the level, it's like eight of them just smiling through the touchpad at you. It is very, it feels very like personal, like it feels like you're actually in this world. And God, it's just really, it's really neat. Um, this is one now that I've beaten Darksiders three. Um, that is going to be one that I go back to for game of the year consideration because everyone's saying, hey, if you if Astrobot isn't on your game of the year list, probably didn't play it. So I don't want to make that mistake. So I'm, I'm going to try and get through that one. Uh, yeah, it is. It is awesome. It feels like it puts you in the middle of it. Um, and other than that, last thing VR wise, I'll talk about Rec Room. Rec Room is really cool. Now, it already exists on. Uh, some of these other games do as well, but Rec Room is very well known on Oculus Rift and uh, Vive and everything. It's already on PC, but it's it was the first VR game I played that was like legitimately like, holy shit, this is really neat. It, like I totally got how cool VR was when I played this one. Um, and what is the game? It's basically what it sounds like. It's a rec, it's a rec center in VR um you you have your move controllers there your hands and you can play tennis with people play little you know recreational type games play basketball and stuff i was playing racquetball with someone but it really came together because you can customize your character and i was able to make a guy who got an orange shirt because that's my favorite color and i was able to give him dreads and i was super happy about that and just make him look like me gave him facial hair and everything and then like you know it it was a cool this is something that's done a lot of vr games but they put like the start menu on your wrist like a watch. So whenever you have to like go into the settings, you just flip your left hand up like a watch. And then like the whole display will just come out like Minority Report or something. 
and it is super cool to do that and you know just hitting and matchmaking that and does sound pretty badass yeah and like i said a lot of games do that i played some other demos that do that but yeah that one oh it was so neat to do that and then once i got the hang of locomotion i initially did like teleporting like a lot of vr games let you do you hold down a button it'll just warp you to a place this time i was like all right let's try locomotion and the locomotion in rec room is really good um you basically just hold a button with one of the move controllers and then wherever you're pointing that move controller is the direction you'll walk in so i just point behind me and i can just back just walk backward and you can totally strafe like that just hold that move controller and then just go left and right and as long the direction you're looking at you're going to stay looking there you're just moving your character strafe like in whatever direction and it's really good. Um, I want to try it, try it out some more. It is completely free, so if you got PlayStation VR, try that one out. It's pretty cool. Um, the only thing on that one is it's it's designed to be very, very friendly for kids. So I got into the lobby and just saw a bunch of people that were like at my knees. So <laughs> I was like, oh shoot, because literally they have other players in this game, but you see them as their height that they've set in the VR thing. So it's pretty jarring to just see a bunch of children that are like at your waist and you're like, oh, wow. Okay. Good thing I turned off my mic. Um, so yeah, it, that one's cool. And um, so that's pretty much everything I have to talk about from the VR standpoint. The last thing I'll talk about is Darksiders 3. Um, like I said, just beat it. Um, that game, it's really, it's exactly what I thought it would be, but I'm happy about it. Wait, what? Dark Souls 3. Dark Souls Siders 3. Dark Soldiers. No. I, I was just trying to kind of come up with a name. <laughs> it's not working. You tried, sweetie. It's okay. I tried. Uh, Dark Soul Riders 3. Dark Soul Riders. There you Damn. go. Soul Riders sounds like, like a Korean metal band or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Dark Siders 3, it's, it's very much so, it's a video game ass video game. And it is taking from the Darksiders playbook or Dark Souls playbook quite a bit. Um, now, to me, as someone who hasn't who doesn't play too many games like Darksiders or like Dark Souls, um, the most I've played, I've gotten like an hour into Bloodborne and haven't gone back. Um, but for me, it hits a little bit better. Um, I, I, I like I like the game. Um, the fact that it feels a little bit like Dark Souls isn't a detractor for me. It's a plus for me. Um, so I think that, that part is good. The difficulty though, it's really hard in some places like, and not just talking about combat wise, there are a couple places where I was like, this is just not, this isn't going to happen. Like, I'm not going to beat this right now. There was one boss bite, boss bite. Wow. Um, well, funny enough, this guy had a very big mouth. So boss bite. Um, yeah, there's one boss bite. I, oh, Jesus said it again. I had to turn down the difficulty of it to story instead of the middle tier balanced where it was just too hard. Like, I feel like they, they want to be so difficult with the, with the combat. They want to take off a third of your health bar with one hit. That's totally fine. But if you're going to do that, I'm going to need a little bit more active control from the game. For example, I need to be able to cancel any animation whenever I want to so I can dodge out of the way. Do not they, like they, literally to drink a potion. It's like a second and a half animation, Damn. or maybe like it's like a two second animation, but it's two seconds longer than it needs to be. So if you're in the middle of the battlefield, you have to like sw sw like dash away, 
drink your potion and hope the boss or enemy or whatever does not swarm you before you can drink your potion. I can't tell you how many times I've died because I'm like, all right, I need to drink a potion. I'm on like my last liver. And then I have the potion in my hand and like she's about to drink it. And then I just get slapped right before I drink it. And then I'm dead. And it does the Dark Souls thing of leaving all of your the currency in this game is souls. So all of those are left on the battlefield until I come and get it back. But I, I just I hated that for the first half or so of the game. I was like, this is bullshit. And it's very annoying. But I have to say, man, the game artistically, I really dig how the art looks. I really dig the design of some of the bosses. Um, I really dig the combat for as frustrating as some of the animation canceling stuff can be or the lack thereof. Uh, the combat's really, really satisfying, especially when you upgrade some weapons at the end. Um, the weapon upgrade system is very, it's not very deep. It's actually fairly simplified when compared to something like Darksiders 2, which was like a Diablo clone almost. Um, but yeah, the combat's really satisfying when you upgrade your weapons. Um, the puzzle design is pretty good as well, except for some of the puzzles in the last level. Um, there's a whole bunch of puzzles in the last level that are literally like, hey, it's it's like wind base, but it's kind of cheap how they do it. Um, there's, there's a little bit of uh, obtuse puzzle design for like maybe like... 10% of the puzzles, but everything else is good on there. And I really dig another thing they took from Dark Souls is the the fact that the whole game is like one map. Like there's only one level. There's only two levels that are that like take place, you know, in its own spot, separate from everything else in the game world. But like for almost that entire game, you could go from one place in the map and go through the right caves and the right caverns and stuff and get to another point. It's like it's almost like an open world, but it's just it's just a matter of you like opening shortcuts once you get to different parts of the game so that, oh, I, I'm in the depths. Oh, there's a shortcut in the depths. Let me go through here. And then the shortcut takes you to like um, the, the catacombs. And so you're in the catacombs now, even though you were just there a couple hours ago. It's very, um, it, it has a cyclical, cyclical nature in its level design. And I think that is really neat. Um, so yeah, I, I that's my... I, like I said, I'm gonna write a review for it, so I don't want to like give a score or anything right now. But there's a ten lot. Out of to... ten. Oh goddamn! No, <laughs> I'm far. kidding. We don't even use that scale. Yeah, I was about to say, far from a ten out of ten. Um, but it is definitely okay. Ten out of a hundred. Oh goddamn! Well, <laughs> well. All right, this has been Lost Hero Games podcast. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I I've enjoyed it a whole lot. Um, I've enjoyed it a lot more than other people. There's still a lot of cracks that are showing through the game. Um, but I walked away from it pretty satisfied. Um, I don't know if, have you played, you haven't played any more of it in the last couple of weeks, but, um, were there any questions you had since I know you had started it? Uh, not really. Okay. Well, I will say, I will say as far as the platinum trophy goes, it's going to be a hard one. Um, Luckily, it doesn't do the thing Darksiders 1 did, where it's like, hey, um, you want this platinum trophy? All right, well, there's a couple of missions where you have to do very specific thing in these missions. And if you don't do these specific things, you have to start the whole game over because there's no chapter select. So I'm glad it's not that type of trophy list. It's really just to collect everything, upgrade everything, and then beat it on the hardest difficulty, which isn't too hard. Um, well, 
okay. beating it on the hardest difficulty is going to be a bitch, but I'm not about to do that. Um, Why not? It's the game's really hard, dude. <laughs> like I had to turn it down to story mode just to beat one of the bosses. And then, oh, oh, here's one thing now I will say that helps with the challenge a little bit. Backtracking is heavily rewarded in this game. It's like once you get every time you defeat a sin, or at least for the first four deadly sins, you are going around killing the deadly sins is one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. In this case, a horse woman. Um, and for the first four sins, you get like a new hollow power. Um, some and they all give you like a different movement ability as well as a different secondary weapon. So for like one the one you get early on, the flame hollow, that gives you like a double jump. Um, or like a triple jump, really. And it's a really long distance one, so you'll need that to cover gaps. Um, and it also gives you flame nunchucks. And then, for, yeah, don't, it gives you nunchucks with fire on them. It's pretty good. Um, and that's just that's not even the best weapon in the game, TBH. Um, but yeah, I uh, each hollow also has like a, a fury ability, which is kind of like think God of War's rage mode. Um, it's almost that exact same mechanic, but for each hollow that you unlock, there's a different utility to their, to their, uh, what is it called? To their fury. So for the fire fury, it's literally just, you set yourself on fire and anyone close is getting fire damage, like pretty straightforward for the, uh, for the force hollow. When you unleash your fury, it just pushes everyone back with a damage bonus, like, it's it each one serves a purpose and not even all of them do damage one that i really like um i don't want to they haven't shown this hollow off in any of the promotional materials so even though it's not really that much of a spoiler i'm not going to spoil it but there is a fury that you unlock at the end where um that or the hollow you unlock that fury just makes you invulnerable for a couple seconds so you just completely negate like a couple ticks of damage like three swings of a boss battle you just like, like iframes like you can just you just take no damage no matter if you get hit or not or is it like oh yeah you you don't you don't take damage you don't even have a hit animation while that fury's active okay yeah and it only lasts for literally if you're in a boss battle it lasts for like three hits and that's it but that is the difference between getting a really good damaging combo on someone and getting knocked back to half health and getting shot to the edge of the arena again um so I really dig it. Um, but also, uh, so once you unlock those hollows, that is what unlocks a lot of the secrets in the levels. So throughout the level, you'll see like, oh, what's this little flame cocoon in the corner? I wonder what that is. Once you unlock the fire hollow, you can mess with those flame cocoons. When, and you'll see a bunch of purple stuff. Once you get the flame, once you get the force hollow, you can finally interact with those and it'll give you a bunch of souls. And there were plenty of times where I went back to old levels just to try and level up before I went on to the next boss. And I collected a bunch of what they call them. It's kind of like, all right, I'm going to say this word, but don't freak out. It's kind of like a loot box. Okay. Where you'll, you'll gather like a hashtag triggered. Oh boy. Oh no. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, boycotting okay. this podcast. Oh Christ. Um, there's no monetization in the game at all besides season pass. But when I say loot box, I mean you'll find what they call like a lurch, a lurcher stash or like a a soul stash, and then you'll go to the to Volgram, the vendor. Um, he's also your save points. You'll go to him, and then before you go to him, you go into your inventory, and it'll just be like, oh, you got seven soul caches, all of, and each of them have a thousand each, and you can just break them down. 
and then now you have seven thousand souls, and it's pretty much just a way of you can That's die. That's actually the opposite of a loot box. Well, well, I, I guess you're right. Actually, it gives you currency instead of taking it away. Um, I, I was a bad analogy, but uh, the the whole idea of it is just so because when you die, you lose your souls, but only the souls that are in your inventory. So if you have them, if you haven't broken down your soul caches or anything like that, those still stay on you when you die. So that you still have a chance of, oh, I'm dead and I got sent back to the vendor save point. Well, then let me break some of these down and upgrade myself so I can go back and get those caches that I was actually earning. Um, so that 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 is pretty, I like that system. Um, and using that system, you go back and get all those caches, you come back to a vendor, you have like 20,000 souls to cash in. And so I was really happy with that. And that made, literally I stormed through the last two or three bosses in like two hours. Cause it was just, I was just good momentum in the game. The pace was good. Uh, it was just really good. Um, so yeah, problems I have. Oh, and the problem with the backtracking, they don't put anything. There's no mini map. It's just a Skyrim type compass where it shows you your objective and where to go, but it doesn't show you like, you know, points of interest and stuff. So if you want to backtrack, you got to do it like, like they did in old school. You got to just run through the level and just look out for shit. It, it won't mark on your map. Hey, this is you can mess with this now. You literally just have to run through the caves you already visited and we're like, oh, wait, that's purple. I can use that now and then break it open and get your reward. So um, really, to sum it up here, Darksiders 3, good game, good combat, good everything. There's a couple of cracks that make it not a, a outstanding game. There's a couple of things in here that is very like... It's it's last I'll say it's last gen in every sense of the word in all the good ways and in a couple of bad ways too, um, but yeah I'll, you'll you'll see more of that in my review once I get that written. Um, speaking of things that will happen once, nah I don't have a good segue. Um, I don't have any other games to talk about. Um, oh shit I did play Celeste but I haven't played enough Celeste to have an opinion on it yet so we'll save that for later. Um, I will talk about the news now. How about that, fellas? Y'all ready for some newsy news? Let's talk about some news. Hell yes. So um, the first order of business here is going to be, let's see here, um, Dreams, Media Molecules Dreams that has been dreams. talked about for like two years and has been promised to be, no, it's been talked about for more than two years and the beta was supposed yes. to come out in 2016. Yes, Mario Maker, right? Young man, there's a place you can go. <laughs> it is hell. <laughs> um. Anyway, yes, dreams. Uh, I mean, it's it's the spiritual successor to Little Big Planet. Um, people who remember that game from Media Molecule back in the PlayStation Three and the PS4 one that we don't talk about because it's not made by Media Molecule. Um, Dreams Beta is actually out right now. Uh, so if you're a big uh want to fuck with some creative tools person like me. Dreams beta is out now, but there's a little bit of caveat here. Um, it is out for people. The first wave of people have been let in through their uh, newsletter. So if you were subscribed to the Media Molecule newsletter, email newsletter before they announced the beta, which was this past Tuesday, um, then you got let in. I did not know they had a newsletter, so I'm going to sit here and cry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was so devastated when I found that out. But um, but no worries. They are going to open it up to the public. 
Um, because everyone at Media Molecules, like almost all of them are on holiday. They got a skeleton crew working. So it kind of sucks to launch a beta and then everyone's gone. So, you know, I can't blame them for doing it super limited like this. So, you know, good on them. That's totally fine. Um, but January, I want to say eighth. Um, let me make sure. Let me make sure there's the curse. Um Oh, God can I just it. talk about that quick thing I dropped in the chat about that guy being an absolute fucking moron idiot? Oh yeah, try me. <laughs> Do it. Okay. So uh mm-hmm. I took part in a beta or an alpha, closed alpha for a game that I play pre- pretty often. Yeah. It was the uh this is the one in the Facebook check, I believe, right? Yes. Oh yeah, this thing. It's a sequel to a baseball game that I can't, uh, that I will not name. Okay. That I mean, not that is me naming it without actually going out and naming. Damn. Damn. So that's I I go in and just search for the name of it on YouTube, uh, Mm -hmm. and I see, and like I I played a bunch of it, like a bunch of the gameplay, so I recognize it. Hmm. I, I see a bunch of so and so or game name. <laughs> game name. G- gameplay. Streamed so and so X days ago. And oh, so it's yeah. So these people broke NDA. Wow. And the and That's... the people and and in the Twitch like in the announcement of it, mm-hmm. they were told that if you break the NDA, you're going to get banned. So that's the end of their channel, then. Yep. RIP. No, no, no. Not banned from Twitch or YouTube or whatever. Yeah. Like, is this banned from like uh, the press? Banned from the game. Oh, shit. And. I think uh, a temporary ban from PSN. <laughs> Dang. They ain't fucking around. That's yeah, worse which than is why did. I, I yeah. didn't do any, anything because I'm not stupid. <laughs> okay. I'm glad I didn't say anything because I was about to ask, is it this thing? And then I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, shit. I didn't know that wasn't announced. <laughs> um, okay. Damn. Well, someone's getting effed in the B. I, I, saw, <laughs> I saw multiple different channels on YouTube that were streaming them. That were just like they were streaming gameplay of it. Because they wanna they want to break NDA and get more views. Well say goodbye to your ability to have fun on a PlayStation. Yeah. Damn. And just me being this just being the asshole I am, I'm like <laughs> good. <laughs> You're just like yes. You're, you're feeding the energy off. Oh, the energy, the hate, like the negative energy. I'm sort of like reverse flat, or not reverse flash. Uh, fl- flat Barry, Barry Allen when he got infected with the ne- negative speed force. Oh my god. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> you are, this is, this is an interesting turn of events, I'm not gonna lie. Hmm. Yeah, and the mm-hmm. cut. Co- the first, like the video, I didn't, I only watched one of the videos. Yeah. 
and every like nearly every single comment was like oh you're gonna get banned oh you're gonna get banned have fun getting banned (laughs) like they all knew they all watched the twitch stream and like the initial twitch stream with the developer which is sony a sony first party Mm -hmm. developer wait a second that exclusively makes this gate the series yeah dang they got screwed (laughs) over is this is oh wait okay never mind never mind you're right i'll tell you off show yeah tell me off show because <laughs> i don't want to get us in trouble and then we have to delete this episode <laughs> but yeah but yeah uh, uh, i laughed at that that is fucking outstanding <laughs> and and like those are re- people like those mm-hmm. those i are now the people. See- yeah those are the bad people <laughs> They are the bad people. They are the enemy. Not, of they're the not world. even. Not, they're not just the bad people. Okay. Uh, any? Do you guys know who George? Remember or who George Carlin was? George Carlin. Yeah. The comedian. What? Yeah, that's yeah, the, the only one I'm thinking of. Yeah, the comedian. Oh yeah, I know him. Yeah. He oh, had. Okay. He there was a. Uh, He did a stand up special or he did a stand up bit once for about stupid people. Mm hmm. Hmm. And he's just. I don't, he's. He would start talking in the subject of it or use He made it, did an example of someone. And it's like, this guy's fucking stupid. I really wish I could. We could do the like, like zoo crew and just <laughs> do that like 20 times. Good God. <laughs> I don't know if that would make for good entertainment. <laughs> Maybe well, not. we just throw some auto-tune on it and it'll be fine. I mean, we we would get sued by his... I don't know if he has family. By his estate? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't want to bring the wrath of George Carlin. I mean, let's remember he's also the same dude who was like, yo, sometimes people just have to die like that's just how it goes and then like two days later 9-11 happened um so <laughs> yeah yeah I, i'm not bringing his wrath down on me um i like living <laughs> oh that is yeah well that's well, a... well he'd probably well, laugh at that yeah he'd probably laugh at that he'd also probably laugh at the the hitler stand-up bit from earlier but god bless his soul r.i.p rest in peace um so yes, uh, I think I was right about that. Uh, January eighth is when the Dreams beta opens up to the public, so you'll be able to sign up online there once that happens. But yeah, Dreams is out in beta. I'm excited to play it. Now there is no VR in the beta, so don't get excited like I did. Um, but you will be able to use the tools, and this is just going to be a chance for people to play with the tools. There's there's not much single player content here as far as what Media Molecule themselves have made, but You'll be able to play with the tools, so be excited if you care about things like this. I care about things like this. Henceforth, me talking about it. Calculator with this thing, dude. Dude, it's more than calculators, bro. We're talking music videos. We're talking short films. Yeah, dude. We're talking RPGs. Like at the time, that was the coolest shit. Do you think anyone's gonna remake uh, Hotline Bling? Probably. You know what? That's a very easy one to do. Probably. 
No, no, but the Wii, the Wii store. The Wii Shop channel. The Wii Shop channel yes. version. I will, I, you know what? I want that to be one of the first things I make. I'm going to remake the Hotline Bling video, but like with the Wii Shop music. But someone's going to have to make the music probably. Yeah. And then that's the cool thing, dude. You can remix other people's stuff. So if someone just makes the Wii, the Wii music version of Hotline Bling, I'll just remix it and make a whole level out of it. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Just wait. Just once the NDA, because they're not allowed to share footage or anything of this, but once. Again, which is why I brought up. Yeah, why you brought up this. But yeah, once people are able to show this at a wider scale, these creations are going to go viral. I'm telling people, Dreams is going to go viral just as soon as they have the ability and they have the permission. It's going to go crazy. Trust me, mark my words. It's going to be the new Spider-Man. Okay, maybe not new Spider-Man, but it's going to sell a lot. Trust it's me. It's going to be the new Little Big Planet. Well, shit, yeah, that, that one was very successful, too. I can't even talk shit. Um, so, yeah, just wanted to say Dreams is out, or the beta is out, so be excited for that one. Um, and it does end uh, January 17th, I believe. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to playing that one when it's available to me. Um, second new... Wait, does anyone have anything to say on Dreams before I go on to the next thing? No, not really. I mean, let's... Yeah, yeah I figured, because I'm the big dreams head i'm the big media model another guy yeah all my creativity is just through writing (laughs) i'm i'm pretty much there with you too but then again we're talking we're talking about me who made two diss tracks over the summer so you know (laughs) i'm unpredictable no big deal almost became kind of funny king. yeah yeah fuck with me (laughs) y'all anyway um do you uh would you, would you like to call anyone out? <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm not calling anyone out. I all respect. We squashed the beef behind the scenes. Um, that was me. That was my best attempt at a British accent. <laughs> I like how you decided to try for a British accent in the middle of a rap discussion, but that's fine. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, you know, that was my attempt at a certain podcaster who I like. Who I wish I had the voice of. Oh, okay. It's a very obscure podcast. Hmm. Okay. I will ask you who the hell you are referring to in a little bit. Um, but we're going to move on to this next story. Um, Epic Games, Makers of Fortnite, and Shadow Unreal Complex. Tournament, and Shadow Complex, and other stuff. But Fortnite is what they're blowing up for. They've been making some moves, y'all. Um, now, this is just a combination of a bunch of stories that has been coming out. Um, just to wrap it up pretty quickly, Epic uh, Games is like, oh, oh, I thought that was someone talking. That is me. Nope, sorry. <laughs> it's fine. I, I was confused for a minute. Um, Epic Games has offered, they've thrown down the crossplay gauntlet, as it seems. Um, They're offering developers to use their tools that they got for Fortnite. They got Fortnite working with crossplay across all platforms. They're offering those tools to all developers out there. And they're doing so kind of at a fair price as well, it seems. Um, or free. They're actually doing this completely for free. Um, so yeah, that that's one really cool thing. Uh, and also, Epic Games Store. There is now a Epic Launcher that has always existed for Fortnite on PC. They now have a whole store marketplace they're fleshing out. Um, they're giving away free games every two weeks. A new free game um, for the first year of its existence. Uh, Subnautica is free on there right now. Um, Super Meat Boy is about to be free on there. 
and I picked up Conan uh, Exiles on there for free as well. Uh, and I'm not even planning on playing it, but hey, I'll I'll claim a free game if you got it. Um, and then they're getting a lot of exclusives. Uh, Hades, as we talked about earlier. Uh, World War Z. Alan, yeah. Wait, World War, World War. Oh, you're right. World War Z is exclusive, huh? Yeah, I remember they showed it during the, uh, the Game Awards. Yeah, I didn't. I realized it was in the clip show, but I didn't realize it was an exclusive. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah, World War Z, it's a zombie shooter based off of the movie slash book. Um, it's looking really cool, actually. It looks like third person left for dead in a really good way. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Um, Journey, the exclusive PC release of Journey, the PlayStation Classic. That's coming to the Epic Game Store as an exclusive. Um, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I'm going to have to edit this podcast more than i would like a lot of editing ah this is gonna be a nuisance um but yeah the the hotel i'm gonna just cut it off right there so yeah uh this whole telltale business uh it was already available on steam so the fact that it, it got taken off of steam once telltale shut down but now skybound who's developing it now they are putting it up as an epic store exclusive for these last two episodes um now, apparently, I have seen that if you already bought it on Steam, they're going to make sure you're able to play those episodes, even though I don't know if those two episodes are going to be released on Steam or maybe they just won't put the full season on Steam again. I don't know what they're doing. Regardless, I better get my money back. You bought it on Steam? I bought the whole, I pre-ordered the whole season on Steam. Why, oh, why, why would you do that? Because I like to I like collecting. Damn. Well, you like collecting digital things, which like kind of trips me up. It's like, you know, it's digital. <laughs> they could also take that away at any point. Yeah, you're you paying for the rights to play something, not for that something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of agreeing with you. Your indifference amuses me. Uh, but yeah, th they're making a lot of moves. Epic is, uh, so I'm, I'm wondering, is this like the Jenna, is this like the steam like Genesis of a new platform? Um, or is this, you know, just someone who's bossing up right now, but as soon as that Fortnite money dries up, they're going to be high and dry. What do y'all think on this? Any opinions? Uh, you know, it's so early that I I literally don't know. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like okay, so uh, um, it's still I can still install. My, it, like they haven't removed the walking or at least my stuff. So, mm -hmm. as far as I understand, they just don't have it available for purchase anymore on the store. Like it, it says, if you already bought this the game or the season on Steam or anywhere else, you'll you'll find you'll just. Basically, you'll still get the uh, the episodes if you got it on Steam or oh, Xbox, okay. Li Xbox Live or PSN. Okay. So. I figured that was the case. I just didn't know how they were going to like update it with new episodes, but it's not available for sale. I didn't know if that was possible, but it sounds like it is. But yeah, I, I totally like this epic thing is fucking crazy. I, I just I think it's one part I, I, I want to. Uh, I'm throwing credit to one person and one person only, and that's John Vignacki. Hmm. Maybe. I know that name. Johnny what does he do? B. 
Who is Johnny and what does he do? He, he, uh, NBA baller guy. <laughs> the hoop god. The hoop god. He, oh, shoot. Keep going. Uh, he, tw- he, uh, used to work for Disney Interactive. He was VP. He's like best friends with like Dave Lang and all those guys, like Adam Boys. Oh, okay. I've they seen cl- his name a lot. They close out the show on Giant Bomb's li- like live stream every year. Every the year, they're always the last person on the couch. Because oh. uh, a f- like a few years ago, uh, John Vignacki, Johnny V, tw- uh, tweeted out Dave's phone number. Yeah, he tweeted out Dave Lang's phone number. Holy shit! <laughs> and he and d- throughout the entire show. Or throughout, the, and right after he's like, "You guys are being so mean to me," and he's like, "And Dave was like, what did I do? All I did was I called you the hoop god.'" And Dave, and Johnny V was like, "Who's that?" And Jeff Gersman's like, "He called you the NBA Ballers guy." <laughs> god damn it! Just just do just search for the the best hour and a hour for, of E three twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen. Oh boy. Now I have homework. Now we have homework. Shit. The listeners too. Oh boy. Oh no. If I, if our list if our listeners know anything about me and Hunter's writing in our like even if in our like who we are or stuff. Oh, I don't know yeah. about I don't know about you, Hunter, but I put that uh, my, I'm heavily influenced by Giant Bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're all like this. This whole thing is influenced by Giant Bomb. Like, Low key. Yeah, like I don't. I I don't think you know in a world without Giant Bomb, I don't think this site would exist. Really. <laughs> yeah. In a world full of giant bombs, we are the biggest yeah. bomb. I don't. That doesn't sound as positive as I it sounded in my yeah. head. Um. <laughs> Um, but yeah, any other thoughts on Epic Store before we get to the uh, the more tragic last story? I will. I will say before we move on to this next story, because like, uh, Epic Games coming in as a competitor, kind of like I think a lot of this is going to change like the PC landscape of like how you play PC games. Because so I was thinking about today, um, PC really doesn't have consoles have like. Sony, Nintendo, Microsoft. That's that's what you have. Um, it seems to me like this is like these launchers are going to be what those are. Maybe on a smaller scale, but like kind of. So you're yeah. talking about like what Origin does or what Ubisoft yeah. does? Yeah, these these stores are going to. I'm not saying that they're going to be like there's going to be exclusive. There, there's going to be exclusive games no matter what. Like that's that's reality of this industry um i i just see this as like this is this is kind of how where the pc marketplace is going you know it's it's yeah this is how it's gonna be so yeah i mean i'm interested to see how this turns out yeah yeah i'm interested to see how it shakes out as well um it's uh it's just I'm I'm interested to see people shaking things up because especially with this for me as someone who doesn't play on PC as much, the crossplay stuff is really like the thing that has me interested. Um, because they are shaking down all these preconceived notions from bigger companies that 
hey, they need to be walled off because we we got to get them to buy games for our system. And what better way to do that than to make everyone on the system play together and not let any other consoles into the online ecosystem? Um, Epic's using their success with Fortnite to kind of break down that barrier. And they're also going to use that success to break down the barriers for, you know, all these other obstacles in game publishing and game creation. So um, making it easier for giving a bigger split to people. And actually, we're on Discord right now. Their Discord's trying to be competitive and they're cutting the split more in favor of developers as well alongside Epic. So, yeah, I like that they're shaking it up. I like how they're challenging the status quo. I'm a big fan. Yeah, competition breeds kind of like excellence. So it'll be interesting to see how everyone reacts to like new people popping up all the time. So I'm sure Epic will not be the last company to do this. Maybe this will lead to no, no, it's not going to lead to Half-Life Three. No, it won't. No, Gabe Newell was what wasn't on stage with uh, those the three uh, console heads because <laughs> he was busily actually making sure Half-Life Three doesn't come out. No, no, that's the his back's on the door and it's trying to push out. He just no, no, Half-Life Half Life Three <laughs> is the uh, break glass in case of kind of yeah. Damn. And it's going to be the next Saikatana, though. Oh, no. Don't say it, because it's been overhyped. Well, I'm it's going to be the love child of Duke Nukem Forever and Daikatana. I'm telling y'all, this is the, this isn't a rumor, but like the idea I hear so many people, especially kind of funny, say all the time. Just don't like the second the second Epic Store gets too big and they get like an exclusive Assassin's Creed or something crazy. Just one day. Just randomly on the Steam store on like a Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> Half-Life 3 is just on the store. Like, nope, no, don't even give it the splash nope, page. Nope, on the front. No fanfare. Just yeah, it's no fanfare. No trailer. Don't even give it a don't even put it in like the beginning role on Steam, like those images that scroll past. Because, People have to look it up. I mean, I won't be surprised if that does happen because Half-Life 2 was announced and then at E3, and was gonna be available like a month later. This is this was back when E3 was held in July. Wait, didn't didn't Half Life take a long time to come out? Half Life Two, at least. Yeah, but it was it wasn't announced until E3 2003. Uh, but there, I remember them having like it wasn't an actual Half Life Two for a while, but like they've been working on what is Half Life Two for like many, many years, but people just didn't know how crazy the development was until after. Yeah, also the whole co like code being stolen from yeah. some German guy. That too. That that sucked the fat one. <sighs> that was a weird sentence for me to say, and I don't like that I said it. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, yeah, I I'm interested to see what Epic does. Uh, Alan, you got any more to say on Epic, or do you want to rip this Band-Aid off? Well, we gotta... it's all about family. Yeah, family, well, family, family. It is all about family. And that brings us to our third and final news story for today. Um, somber news. Uh, Fast and Furious is getting a game. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just really like the idea of even like somber news. Uh, Fast and Furious game coming out. Yeah, <laughs> we're like, oh, there, man. there was already a Fast and the Furious game. It was the uh, Hobbs spinoff. 
Oh yeah. Well, wasn't there also like Forza Horizon DLC or something? How many Hob spinoffs are there? No, there are. There was no, no. There was the game. It wasn't a Hob spinoff. It was like like you play as un like unnamed characters, and then there's in the cutscenes there were like the two women who worked for Hobbs. Ah, jeez, that is such a random. Random aspect of that franchise, but anywho, um, the super best friends is what we're here to talk about today. Um, the Zabatsu you... is over. Yes. Yep. Um, okay. Unfortunately, um, they've all decided to go their separate ways. Uh, not super not really. Pat, well, Pat yeah. and Wooly are going to be the super best friend cast is being rebranded into Castle, Castle Super Beast. Yep. Um, Man, I I'm actually like, it's hard for me to put into words what the, that channel meant to me because like, I I don't I'm not a very emotional person. Like I don't, well I am, but like I don't I don't really. <laughs> Baby, you're not open with it. I'm not really open with it. Um, but man, those guys got me through a lot, um, and it sucks to see them end the way they did. Um, and you know, I'm happy that they decided like their friendship is worth more than the channel. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, I just, you know, I'm, it, I, I'm hurt that it's ending, but I'm happy like they're not going anywhere. Like they'll still be on the internet. Like, if... yeah, um, they'll all still be around, just in a different context, in a different capacity. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I'm be honest. Well, actually, I'm gonna let Alan talk a little bit because I'm, I actually yeah, I actually it got to the point where I was so depressed that I actually wrote about it. Yeah, we have Good an night. article. Good night, sweet prince, to super best friends play. Yep we we have an article on the site right now, written by Alan. That is kind of me, a, it's uh, sort of like a retrospective. Yes, um, yeah, just looking at his favorite memories on the channel, and uh, yeah, I actually read it myself, and I was like, damn, this channel was like a big deal. Um, cause I didn't actually watch it. So, <laughs> um, maybe, maybe it's time to go ch check it out now, but you know, this is, uh, I, I noticed that it's a, it's a big deal. Cause it's more than just these two that are, that, that were upset by it. I, I saw a lot of people on the internet leaving their condolences, so to speak. Like, so it, yeah. Uh, there's like, I, I don't, I don't know like what a specific thing I can say about this channel. Like, I mean, I the only the only like kind of thing that I can say to make you understand is like this would be like a kind of funny just was like tomorrow was like yeah we're all gonna go do our own thing like dude well, literally this, this nearly happened because when uh, that stuff happened with Colin I was just about to say that is like the one similarity I have in this story yeah but and that and the arguably the Colin of the super best friends was pat well okay there there is there is something i want to clarify because i did i did look into this more yeah um for those who don't know uh it for the last couple of days it's been like heavily rumored that the reason why they broke up uh is because pat and matt aren't friends anymore which is like i can understand why there, there's a lot of like business things going on um but like the thing is like the whole thing is like they had a fourth guy, uh, Liam, who left a, a year ago, two years. 
He left. He left at the uh, like at the end or to be like early 2016. Yeah. Um. The 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 prevailing like he he tweeted out like someone was screaming at him. He offhandedly mentioned that Pat and Liam are friends. Um. Because apparently they had a fight, and uh, Wooly actually clarified this on Twitter. Uh, it was kind of like a mutual thing. They're not, they don't hate each other. Like, it's not, I don't think Pat is the reason why the entire channel, like, imploded. I think it, it's a combination of things of, like, this is a, this became a business, and they were all really good friends, and I think the business came in front of friendship. Mm. Yeah, because when, when Liam left, Ooh, someone's falling down a mountain. Huh? Oh, oh no! <laughs> uh, when Liam left, it was mainly Pat and Wooly making videos. Matt was away at the time. Yeah, Pat mm-hmm. went on hi- hiatus shortly after. Um, hmm. and Matt came when Matt came back. They did RE seven, an RE seven LP. Then it became then the channel instead of two best friends play it became super best friends play. Oh, okay. Because it was no longer two, I guess. Yeah, originally it was... The original thing, like... They did about... Five or six years with it on... Machinima. Oh, I remember seeing it on Machinima. And then they be- it was- became new Super Best Friends Play. Where it was... Matt, Pat, Wooly, and Liam... Huh. Okay. Like the whole the whole channel kind of had a, a huge renaissance like a couple of years ago. Like they added a bunch of new people. Like this whole channel has existed for nine years. Yeah, it, I mean it's literally it's like two hundred thousand subscribers strong, and a lot of their videos have well over a million. So like it's a big deal. Yeah, like the, these guys have been around forever. Can yeah. you feel the storm? Yeah, at least it seems like with this one, it seems like less of a... Because uh, I'm, I'm kind of... I, I don't want to say heartbroken because, you know, my stakes in this are low. But I, 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 it feels a little bit worse in the, in the case of, oh, it feels like more of a proper end of the Super Best Friends rather than, you know, oh, we lost a member. Even though I feel like that's really what this is, they lost a member and they're just rebranding what's left as something different. Well, well the, first it was Liam. Um, now they, they've already lost a member and they they kind of been recovering ever since. Yeah, okay, for the last year or two years. Um, two years. But Jeez. the way the way it just really feels like the business got in the way of their friendship and they couldn't they couldn't handle it anymore. Like they want hmm. they had to split amply before they hated each other. Um but again, like I just like this this whole situation sucks. And I, it's kind of really bummed me out. There's no podcast today to go to. There's no uploads for the cats four days. Mm. So it, it's and the what sucks the most about all this is like you can kind of tell from their Twitter feeds that they're just going through a lot right now. Ah, oh, damn. 
uh, Pat has not tweeted anything, and like he's just been retweeting stuff, but he's not he's not been himself for the past week. You can really tell. Uh, Bully has a great podcast called Bully. Bully will figure it out, and he did like an episode, kind of like an intro to an episode about this whole thing, and he talks about anxiety and like just kind of like what's been going on and European extreme. Yeah, it. This whole thing has just been rough to watch, and I'm kind of, kind of heartbroken over it. But mm. this is a uh, this this is just the reality we live in. Well, it sounds like since since some of them are still doing something, it sounds like it'll it will live on in some way. Um, so yeah. I don't think you're gonna get a cow chop situation if no. you guys understand that reference. Wait, yeah. What? Well, wait. What was it before cow chop? Uh, no, no, uh, yeah, the creatures. Yeah, the creatures. I don't think you're gonna get a creatures situation because the creatures Man, the one creatures really fell off. <laughs> yeah. And then their merchandise was like ninety nine cents each on the RT store for a while. Ooh. But now I think I like to believe, because I'm like I like to be hopeful. I like to think that the uh the last two members who are rebranding it a little bit, I like to think that's gonna live on and that's gonna, you know, yeah. give, you, give you what you're looking for for a while. Um, and uh, I will say, like all their like solo stuff is good. It's just like, just sucks knowing that they all this kind of affected their friendship. You know, like that's the worst part about it is like they these people were like f- best friends, and now they're kind of not because they decided to go into business with each other. I mean, hey, it's better it's better to business to break up a friendship than the actual personalities of a person to break yeah, up a friendship. Definitely. Like we saw in the example you brought up earlier. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's 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 good that they were able to, you know, cut it off before they were at each other's necks. Um, which I don't think happened in that example, but yeah, you know, I, I it's just good that, you know, it's good that no one shot out a tweet. <laughs> yeah. <Whew. laughs> that would have been yeah. real weird. <laughs> yeah, that would have nah, that would have been a lot. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, if you like if you like dudes playing games and being funny, party mode <laughs> is on kindoffunny.com. All right, I'm done. Check that out. <laughs> yeah. I like the kind of funny guys. That is like my YouTube kids talking about games. Of choice. I, I'm to be honest, in in the in kind of like the void, I've been listening to, I've been catching up on kind of funny. Oh, really? What if yeah. uh, what what shows? Uh, the pod the podcast mainly, and like I've been watching like some of party mode. I don't watch all of it because like because of time constraints. But like I've been watching, mo- listening mostly to the podcast, and like those. Guys I've actually are- I've actually done the complete opposite. I've been catching up on Chickapine Seven videos. <laughs> oh you know, wow! That's fair enough too. That's a good choice too. They make good stuff. I don't watch it all the time, but Sugar Pine—they're good boys there. Yeah, yeah. I I will say, like, kind of funny wise, like, kind of funny games daily is like my absolute jam. Yeah, like that. I, I listen to that literally daily. Uh, I do try to watch the morning show whenever I can too, because those are usually pretty good. Yeah, morning show is pretty good. Yes, I agree, but. When it comes to pop culture, I I don't feel the need to have an opinion on it daily. When yeah. it comes to games, I'm like, oh, I want something in my ears all the time. Yeah. But yeah, that and also Gamescast is good. This week's Gamecast is actually gonna be behind the scenes of the showcase. So I'm excited for that. And uh yeah. 
Game Over Grey show is good too, but that's enough shilling for them. Yeah. Oh, get it. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. What's up, Alan? I want to talk about the takeover, the game that Matt. Oh yeah. On. Yes. Yeah. That we saved it for all this time. Yeah. So Matt's been working on. That's the reason he left, um, or a reason that he left. Uh, so yeah, tell us a little bit about it. I was checking it out. It's a super. Uh, no, it's a. Uh, it's like a final fight. Uh, like beat 'em up games. Yeah, so, it's it looks like Streets of Rage type thing. Yeah, it great graphics. Mhm. The gra- the art style of it looks kind of it it looks weird but in a good way. Yeah, like, and Mhm. Depend like you can beat people with a crowbar like Joker in uh That's the family. <laughs> okay, very specific reference, but I dig it. Yeah, it. I, thinking about the art style, it kind of looks almost claymation-like to me. If that makes sense. Because, like, it's not claymation when you look at it. It's kind of like, like, it's definitely, like, Streets of Rage inspired, not uh, Final Fight inspired. But, like, mm-hmm. it's got, I like kind of like, I really like the aesthetic it's got going for it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really interesting to look at. It, it it feels like the the background has a different animation style than the characters in the foreground, which gives it this really like otherworldly look, kind of like Prometheus and Bob or something. If you if anyone remembers that show, then good on you. <laughs> I remember Prometheus and Bob. Hey, turn up! Shout a, out to Kablam! That was a that was a lifetime ago. Yeah, it was. Good, like, good God, life yeah. was so much simpler, but then. <laughs> Yeah, literally the first man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the game does look pretty dope. Uh, it's actually, it is on sale in that Steam sale, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, $14.99. Down 25% from the normal $20. So yeah, it, it looks good. Um, is it like, as far as content wise, is it, suppo- is, is it like well, going to be like a shorter title? Right now it's in early access. And hmm. there's an there's arcade mode, and then there's survival, which okay. is like an endurance mode. Okay, that makes sense. I guess. Well, I don't know if they're aiming for a story or anything, but if they are, that'll come at a later date, probably. Uh, well, despite being only, despite still being in early access. Mm-hmm. They had the first stage was available to be played through. Hmm. Like as a demo? No, uh if you bought the game. Oh, that, okay, that's, okay. That's how Steam early access works, or that's how early access works in general. Okay, so they have a part of the game ready already. And they have a guy big hulking black guy with who's a soldier, he's got the uh Barrage of, or he's got the uh, shotgun shells. Mm-hmm. Like each character has as a def- like defined weapon or a defined gun. Hmm. Okay. Kind of like Dynamite Cop in the arcade. 
Yeah, one has regular handgun. One has has a Colt, like a like a python. Hmm. Okay. Pretty neat. The other has a shotgun. Oh well, that's what I'm talking about. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, and that's the hulking black guy. <sighs> the hulking black guy. Black guy with a shotgun. Because he's, he's metaphor. fucking ripped. Yeah, man. He's Terry Crews. To quote, uh, to quote Carla Ren, he's cut, he's shredded. Ben yeah. Swallow. To go uh, off of a previous joke made in the podcast, he's the entire box of chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah. yeah, you can do, like, they had different moves where you can uh, suplex someone, Resident Evil, or German, you can German suplex someone. Ooh, like RE6? Yeah. Dope. You I love can, doing that. You can uh, mm-hmm. do it like a jumping knee. Like okay. you can take someone and just jump, jump up and knee them in the face. <laughs> Damn. I, I like taking a knee. Colin Kaepernick guy in the face. Ironically, that move is the white guy. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. I, I yeah. couldn't have written a better joke th- than that. <laughs> that's really good. It's that, yeah. And from the like the the arcade or from what was shown, like from what I saw in the like the amount of levels they're going to have. Mm hmm. It, it's more than I expected. Hmm. Do, do you remember the count offhand, or is it just like a lot? Uh, between twenty and thirty, I think. God damn, they're really doing a lot. No, no, between fifteen and I'm gonna say between fifteen and thirty. That's still like fifteen is like on the edge of okay, that seems about right, but like twenty to thirty, that's like oh, this is a this is gonna be a big one. Or at least a long one, maybe. I don't know. Sounds cool, though. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I like to see... I, I mean, this is the type of game that I can very easily see as like a Games with Prime or a PlayStation Plus or something like that. So um, that's probably... It looks like a really good game. That's probably the way I'll experience it because a lot of these types of games are types that are give are thrusted upon me rather than me looking out for them um but it definitely looks interesting enough like with that art style and uh with the wide array of moves you just told me about it looks interesting enough i i, I wouldn't mind giving this one a shot later on probably hmm. yeah i mean as soon as i watched a video like the super, the super best friends part final mm-hmm I immediately went to the Steam store or to the Steam store page yeah. and bought the game. Yeah. It's a good that's that's what you do. Once you lose one thing to support, you gotta support the next. Well, yeah. I, I see it more as a take my money because you you helped me through some dark times. That's a good point. That's a very good point. I mean, that same mentality is what 
made me spend hundreds of dollars to get on a plane to go to a city in which everything's oh, wow. overpriced. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and <laughs> in buy which you lost. And, and write a diss track. I, I'm going to be honest. It doesn't feel like I lost. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't feel like you lost. In fact, it feels like we all won. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, we, we all winners out here, bro. Uh, <laughs> no, you should yeah. have made a third diss track, but it was just a loop of you saying, you didn't win. You didn't win. You didn't win. You didn't win. <laughs> God, that's the third track. And that's just going to be the beat for it. It's going to be, you didn't win. You didn't win. You and That's just the beat. And I'm just going to do it in a monotone. Hunter knows what from too. Expect a feature from Alan. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Now we have to wait at least two years for that since they're not doing an event next year, but Jesus Christ. Yeah. When it, when it does happen. I like to think prom two is going to be homecoming. Cause that would just make sense. Oh, hell yeah. Like actually shit. That would make sense for two, two, 2020. Just kind of funny homecoming because they haven't done an event in a while. And it's like they're coming up, dude. I need to tell Tim about this shit. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta pitch oh. it to him. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta. I'll like... pitch it to him. I'm gonna see what they're doing first for this, you know, introductory stream, their first year end anniversary stream on what January 4th or something like that. I'm gonna see what he's got up his sleeve. If I don't hear anything, I'll be like, yo, Tim, you gotta check this shit out. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's besides this the point. This one's on me. <laughs> this was on me. Get the hell out of here. So I so I got 80 grand together and uh you come down to Atlanta, we'll rent out the Mercedes Dome and uh <laughs> let's get jiggy on the dance floor. Good God. But um <laughs> anywho, <laughs> um y'all y'all got anything else to say on uh any more super brands super super bands? Uh, Good god uh, uh... super best friends related stuff. Oh. Can't believe you flubbed. Uh, yeah i i'm still kind of in shock but i i'm in two to three weeks the podcast will be back kinda and there'll be some sense of normalcy again so um yeah not too soon before long for the comfort to return yeah so yeah awesome well not I not awesome weird dads. that's all i'll say i miss my weird miss dads, weird dads. Well, lucky for you, there's plenty of video game playing, laughing up dads on the internet right. to enjoy. So while you'll still get content, yeah, I, I think of it as opportunity to see what else is out there. Yeah. It's like shit. It's like shit. My house burned down, but there's so many houses available. Um, <laughs> that's a bad thing to say. Um, well, anyway, that brings us to uh, the end of this episode of the Lost Hero Games podcast. I want to thank you guys for listening to us. Thank you guys for rocking with us for about an hour or two. Um, and so I do want to do some housekeeping real quick. Um, as you guys know, this is part of a larger site, Lost Hero, uh, lostherow.wordpress.com. That is where we write all our articles. That is where we put all of our content outside of this podcast. Um, so a couple things I want to point out. Uh, we already talked about, you know, soup, uh, Alan's piece, uh, good night, sweet prince to super best friends play. Um, that piece is up. It's a, it's a pretty good piece. It's heartfelt. Um, I enjoyed it even though I don't even watch the content that they made, but I enjoyed it. Uh, just reading it. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Anudis. Um, he is finally hopping on board with us. We talked to him a while back, but he's finally able he to supposed to be on this episode, but, uh, yeah. 
that kind of I guess scheduling conflict because I thought he was gonna be on the episode and then I saw him in the chat was like, hey, I'm watching Spider Verse tonight and I'm like, oh, uh, uh, okay, um, all right, yeah, well, we will get him. We'll get him on soon. He'll be on um, the show if we have to drag him on. Exactly. So um, do look out. Do look at his piece on the site. Um, I'll include all these articles I'm shouting out. They will be in the description of this podcast. So um, yeah, look out for that one there. He look out for his taste and whatnot. Um, it's also, li- it's literally the hype as shit. Exacto mundo, hype as shit AF of all time. Um, and also uh, Alan's piece for his top five games of the year in no specific order, starring fucking Booker T. <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, he. So as you probably figured, since the end of the year is coming up, we're starting to uh, dish out our maybe not our awards officially as a site, but we're starting to talk about what our favorites of the year are and yeah. Alan's kicking that off. So uh, yeah, I'm not going to spoil any of his choices, but I will say Booker T holding up a five looking like an old, looking like a Dave Fenoy clone. Um, he, he, five that is related. Five so, time WCW yeah. champion Booker T. That's that. That's why, that's why yeah. I, try, that's why I said that he, that picture is he's the, holding up that it, five. He holds that W. He does. He loves that W. <laughs> Amen to that. But yeah, so go ahead and check that one out. That'll be in the description as well. And um, even though we did talk about it on a previous episode, I want more people to fucking watch it and read it because it took me a long time. Go watch my something to say through play yeah. video. Go, go check it out. It is. It is. Yeah. It is still relevant. It is still good. good it is on the site. Um, I'll I'll leave that in the description too. Um, like I said, it's our first step into video content, which we are hoping to continue going into next year. Um, but yeah, that is what's up with our goings on. Um, yes, on Say Three Plays, really good video. Talk about Mafia Three. Also, completely random side note: Two K, the website had a sale for like merchandise about random Two K, random Two K games. All their Mafia stuff was like two dollars each. So I bought a Mafia 3 Tumblr and a Mafia 3 t-shirt for like four bucks. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm going out in style. And plus their collector's edition at Best Buy is like $52. And I bought that a long time ago for 40 bucks. So yeet. Um, And so uh, anything else you guys want to pitch about the website or is that pretty much it for now? Uh, Not really. Yeah. I I I figured I got everything. Yeah, go check out our stuff. Yeah, yeah, go go see what's popping in the his eye for your boys with an eye. Um, okay, uh, <laughs> I have oh, two. Yeah, things that two posts. Oh yeah, try me, buddy. That I want to just tease. What Graydon played in 2018, aka what Graydon Webb played in. One of our writer, mm-hmm. Great Low. Yeah, y'all. We've had Graydon on the show before. He's a good fella. And Josh Miller's top five games, or as he called it, twenty eighteen: A Tale of Too Many Games, which I really do like. Ooh, yes, I love those interesting, unique perspectives to list like this. Yes, those will those will be going up soon, and of course, social media channels also in the description. Uh, at Lost Hero Games on Twitter and Lost Hero Games on Facebook. Just look that Google up. Uh, but yeah, 
I'm, I'm very excited for those. And of course, Dark Side History Review coming in the coming weeks. Uh, I want to try and get it done before the end of the year. That has that gives me like a week, maybe a week and a half. Um, but we'll see what happens. Um, so yeah, uh, without further ado, this has been the Lost Hero Games Podcast. Thank you guys for chillaxing, maxing all cool, and shooting b-ball outside of our school. We shall see you <laughs> in the next episode. Don't speak, uh, please. Yeah. Also, shout out to the fucking French Prince guy suing the Fortnite creators for a yeah. um, It's not unusual to be in sued to, by anyone. anyone. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, without further ado, keep it real, keep it true.